Loving Future Show, hosted by Amber Strange and Jenna Penrose, two mothers and detectives dedicated to fully embodying a new paradigm of conscious parenting, deeper relationships, healing ourselves into radiant health, and epic answers to age-old enigmas. Get ready to get your mind blown, because this week's episode starts in three two, one. Blast off. (laughs) That was our new intro. What do you guys think? Let us know. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show where your hosts, Amber and Jenna. And today we're discussing the topic going green with a Bronner's mum. I love this topic and selfishly have asked Lisa to come on so I can personally pick her brain and apply all of her tips to my own household and hopefully you guys get a lot of good tips out of this as well. Before we get too far into this incredibly important topic, I would love to announce this episode's sponsor, Doan. I am a super fan. Take one look at my wardrobe and you know that that's the truth. Yes. Whenever I see you draped in your Doan sweaters and their cute floral feminine tops, I drool. Well, Jenna, if I were you and anyone else listening to this episode, I would visit shopdoan.com and use our exclusive discount code LOVING, all capital letters, at checkout for 15% off your order. Now let's get back into going green with a Bronner's mom. I'm really interested in finding out how to substitute all of those icky brands, which really do the job well, but I know aren't serving the environment and how to find a substitute that really does the same great job, but I can simultaneously be supporting the environment. Lisa Bronner is on with us today and she's going to help us explore going green with not only our household, but our babies and kids too. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Lisa. Lisa Bronner is a prolific writer consumer advocate and speaker on health and green lifestyle issues. She is author of the blog Going Green with a Bronner Mom and granddaughter of Dr. Emmanuel Bronner, which is the founder of Dr. Bronner's, the top selling brand of natural soaps in North America and producer of other organic body care and food products. Lisa helps many make the transition to a healthier home and lifestyle. Additionally, she is a vocal she is a vocal proponent for GMO labeling, fair trade and other issues Dr. Bronner supports to bring about social justice and environmental sustainability. And this is why we have her on the show with us today. Hi Lisa. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. We are so happy to have you. Um, so especially to talk about a topic, which is so applicable to pretty much every mom, if not person. Um, so we're just really excited to have you. Um, so before we start, I'm going to give my just definition to this topic, which is going green with a Bronner's mom. So uh, my definition is when you finally open your eyes and realize that many traditional and common household products are very, very toxic to the human system and decide you want to clean up your act for yourself, for your precious family, and especially for that new baby. Lisa, you legend. I, you are just so incredible to be supporting and advocating for such 
massive changes when it comes down to our health and our environment. Thank you so much for the work you do. We're really excited to pick your brain. Oh, well, I'm really happy to be here. And we're all just doing what we can where we are. And I happen to find myself in in kind of a a particular spot in my family and in my in our, our family's business within the industry and within the world. And we just work with what we have. Mm, so wonderful. What a great business. I mean, I use Dr. Bronner's uh, in my house. That's the only soap I use and I have for many, many years. So this is a product that we actually use. And it's just incredible that you're connected to such an incredible company. Yeah, well done. (laughs) Thanks. I find it pretty unbelievable myself sometimes too. Yeah, I also use the Dr. Bronner's for everything, (laughs) not just cleaning myself, but um, I use it to clean my dishes, my laundry, absolutely everything. I did once make the mistake though of using the peppermint oil on Uh my private parts in the (laughs) shower once and that was hot. (laughs) A little that exciting a, there. Yeah, really exciting, like fire. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, don't try that at home, guys. Rose, I'm, I'm into the rose. Or the um, yeah, or the Excellent. lavender. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, citrus. Yeah. <laughs> citrus is good. Lots Anything of pepper. other options. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Lisa, let me start by asking you, what inspired you to rehash your home and personal products towards a more green approach? Well, as I think is probably the case with most moms out there, it really is my children that motivated me. I wanted to, I wanted to make you know the world perfect for them. And there's so many things that we won't take the time to do for ourselves, but we will take the time to do for our children. Uh, we put them off for ourselves. We don't prioritize sometimes ourselves as much, but but our kids, you know, we put them at the top. So it was my kids that that really pushed me uh, more fully into looking at my day-to-day decisions of what I was using on our bodies, what I was using in my house, which is also kind of on our bodies. Uh, and that was a natural segue into thinking about the, the larger world and how it all, all interconnects. There was one specific moment that I can cite. It was it was 11 years ago now that I had I had two little ones at the time. Uh, my boys would have been uh, you know two and four, and I you know I would always clean when they were asleep or when I thought they were occupied because uh, I I didn't want them engaging with my cleaners. And no, I was not using Dr. Bronner's at the time because um, I well I didn't realize how important it was. Even I didn't. And so I was cleaning with a with a conventional spray, and unbeknownst to me, my littlest one, who was two, he was the kid who always had to try everything for himself, and he had come up behind me and grabbed the bottle and had sprayed it into his mouth. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah. Why that was his first instinct, I have no idea. But sprayed <laughs> it into his mouth, and I'm thinking, you know, what what do you do next? Um, and so uh, I called poison control. Mm. Well, the problem is is that because there is no disclosure of ingredients for cleaning products, um, not even they knew what was in it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm talking to this guy on the phone. I'm like, you know, what, what is my kid just ingested? And he's like, well, I have no idea. And he said, well, how many times did he spray the bottle into his mouth? I have no idea. Um, and he said, well, you know, just keep an eye on him. And if he has, he has certain symptoms, take him to the hospital. But he couldn't, he couldn't tell me what was in that. Now, it's it turned so out my, 
yeah, my son was was fine, um, and I didn't need to take him to the hospital. I didn't didn't um, have adverse effects. However, it was a wake up call on what am I using that's so easily accessible to my children, and uh, and you know to my own body where I have I have no idea what's in this product, and nobody uh, other than the manufacturer has any idea of what's in this product. And that was my first step of, I need to take control of the situation. Nobody else is going to do my work for me here. Uh, I'm the one who needs to know what is coming into my house. So that was my first step. Probably the first household cleaner I changed was my all-purpose cleaning spray that day. Made up my first batch with Dr. Bronner's uh, diluting the, the liquid Castile soap. And that's been my household cleaning spray ever since. Wow, what a story. And I can imagine that that was you and your mother uh, with your mother hat on just the horror of not knowing what that what your kid is spraying into his mouth. But I can imagine as a businesswoman, you're, you also are carving a new way of businesses being transparent and, and having this code of ethics behind what they put out there. It's like, absolutely. A, yeah. Can I just ask you, because I'm curious, um, so, you know, you are, are from the Bronner family. And so what was like the cleaning supply situation in your house growing up? Like, did they use Dr. Bronner's diluted for household cleaning or was it they use? I'm just curious to know. We, we did not. Now, it's my grandfather who was Dr. Bronner and my dad, uh, we did not live in the same area. And my dad and he had a kind of a rocky relationship, which very interesting family story there, but I'll tell you to go look that one up. It would take the rest of our show. Anyhow, and so um, Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps, the company, wasn't actually part of my day-to-day growing up. I knew about it. I knew, you know, my grandfather made soap. I had no idea the impact he already had made and how many people already were 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 part of his uh was part of his vision and, and how many people he'd reached i didn't know any of that and so on a day-to-day li- um living there no there wasn't dr bronner's in our in our house cleaning we use pretty conventional things fascinating wow and i can just say you know i live in la and i'm in a bit of a mindful community where people are aware of what they're putting on their body and spraying their house with and Dr. Bronner's is a household name now. Oh, yeah. So it's a standard. Yeah. Well done. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, he's really pioneering a whole new approach to, um, you know, lifestyle and cleaning in the home. So well done. That's, that's awesome that you're part of such a healthy, incredible movement. It's great to see that people in general are becoming more educated. The consumer at large, in lo- you know, uh, on the whole is, is, being more aware of what they're using in their houses. Um, and so that we've have been able to have a small part of that has been great. Amazing. So can you step us through some of the major household products that are toxic, which a lot of people may be using and just not aware of because they just trust the household brand? Absolutely. Well, and one of the reasons that we do have such a trust of what's out there uh, and what what's sold in stores is number one through advertising. It always looks so pleasant and fun and perfect when we see something uh, on on a screen. Uh, and then secondly, we do have this this optimism and this this false sense of of trust, really, that somebody else is watching out for us. And there, by no means, would there be products out there that are unsafe or um, 
you know, surely somebody would, there's some law somewhere that would block these products from being sold. That's not actually the case. So it's a combination of, of being badgered by advertising and having this, this, uh, this false optimism that somebody else is watching out mm. for us. Um, and so if I have to tell you one product to go out and get rid of right now, in fact, don't throw it away, take it to a hazardous waste disposal, it would be uh, oven cleaner. Mm. That, that super thick gel that is designed to eat through anything. And it, it, it does. I will tell you, it works. It will clean your oven. However, it is um, right up, you know, right now you hear me pondering. So I'm like, well, should I talk about oven cleaner? Should I talk about drain cleaner? They're about in the same, uh, in the same uh, uh, category because they're both designed to eat through what's there. The problem with that is that they have no discernment. They're going to eat through whatever's in front of them. If a child or anybody, pet, whatever, happens to get a hold of these, they will have serious medical issues, almost irrecoverable. You look at the hazard statements on those, and it would be an oops. I mean, nobody intends for that to get into the wrong hands. But if it does, like my two-year-old grabbing that, that bottle of spray, you know, what do you do then? So I know it makes life easy to be able to pour the, the, the drain cleaner down the drain or to be able to, you know, spray and wipe your oven. Um, but there is a potential cost there that's almost, you know, just unquantifiable. So get rid of your oven cleaner and your drain cleaner. Uh, instead, and this does take a little bit more elbow grease and, and maybe a little bit more um, uh, adventure, uh, learn how to open up the trap at the bottom of your drain and get out any physical blockage. I mean, if you're like me, you've got long hair, I've got daughter, long, lots, we've got lots of long hair in our family. If you've got kids, you probably have Legos in your drain. You need to, <laughs> you need to open up the, um, the trap and get, get physical blockages out of there. Learn how to use a snake, um, to clear out your drains. Don't just trust chemicals where we think we pour it down the drain out of sight, you know, it's gone. No, not only that, but it, it's not just gone um, from your house. Now it's out there in our environment, in our waterways. Uh, it's going to continue eating through things. It doesn't know when to stop. Oh. And so the impact it's going to have on life, uh, plant life, animal life, is it's just going to continue on. So um, if start somewhere, get rid of those two things. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's so scary. It sounded I'm... alien-like. Like I just thought yeah. of um, that. Uh, it's You know the movie Alien? where it's just this other planetary beast that just doesn't stop or Terminator, where it just does not stop. He just wants to keep killing like a machine. I just envisioned that. Terrible. Oh, and you're so bang on way. We just trust that someone else would never, you know, the rest of the world are full of people who running businesses who are responsible for the products they put out there and would never put anything in there to poison children or harm the environment. And <laughs> you're right. It's, it's not, we, we can't be trusting like that. We have to look at the ingredients and do our research. Right. Right. And I mean, the thing is, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Um, I was thinking about a, a house project I have that's going to involve um, painting something. And I was thinking, Oh, you know, I should think about what fumes are coming out of the paint, et cetera. And that's important. Yes. Um, but then I was thinking, you know, I'm giving a whole lot more thought to this painting and these fumes than the average person would give to a house cleaner. And the reason why I think that house cleaners are almost more dangerous is because we don't think about them. When we think about we're going to paint or we're going to varnish something, we're probably going to be out in the fresh air. We might wear a mask. We're going to wear gloves. We somehow know we should do that. We don't 
we don't do that when we need to grab the house cleaner. We just grab it. We don't put on a mask and put on gloves most of the time. Um, and so we're probably getting a lot more exposure to chemicals through that than we would through something you might think of, oh, that's a lot more dangerous. Mm. It's actually, when I talk to people about how they transform their family's health when they've been forced to in moments where the kids are getting really sick and they can't work out why, one of the most common first steps people make are getting rid of toxic cleaning um, products. So this is yeah. really something that affects everyone on a massive level and it starts to slowly eat away at everything our immune systems the whole thing so yes. wow your hormone system i mean it's crazy the hormone disruption that is happening through personal care products and house cleaning products hormone disruption is one of the most common uh, negative effects of of the cleaning ingredients absolutely we had um this episode of our podcast about the thyroid and the mystery of infertility because there's all these rising yes. infertility rates. And what she yes. was talking about was that it was the hormone disruptors in cleaning products that was and beauty products that was one of the major yes. issues with that. I absolutely agree. And, you know, we're wondering, I mean, hormones are a bit of a mystery uh, uh, still. We don't haven't quite figured them out, but they control so much in our bodies. And we can kind of sound like a broken record when we think, uh, you know, that weight gain or moods or infertility or, um, you know, uh, obesity and even neurological issues, all of those are impacted by our hormones. So we, we have these substances we bring into our lives every day that slowly eat away at our body's mm. ability to regulate their hormones. Wow. Wow. Insane. Well, you must rest easy at night, knowing that you're really advocating for a whole new way. And I want to ask you a question, which I personally am kind of trying to figure out myself. So I've replaced all of my products where everything's green, organic, essential oil-based, castor oil, etc. Um, Dr. Bronner's, of course. And um, I can't seem to find a, a replacement that really does the job as well as conventional um toilet cleaners, sink cleaners, and bleach. What is your um, substitute that's natural, but also really does the job? Absolutely. So there's basically three ways that things get clean. You have thermal by temperature, you know, heat something up high enough or low enough, and it's going to kill. You have chemical, uh, a chemical cleaner that will kill or dissolve. You have um, mechanical, you know, something that will scour or scrub. So these are the three ways we clean things. Now, if you are only going to use one, you're going to have to use a really extreme one. You know, if you're only going to use heat, then you need an autoclave. You need something that's, you know, going to just annihilate with heat. If you're going to use uh, a chemical means alone, then it's going to need to be a really powerful chemical in order for it to be something that you can spray on or squirt on and then poof, it's, it's, it's clean. Um, so if you're only going to use one, it's got to be pretty extreme. The, the trick is, is that you need to combine those three and then you can dial it back and you don't have to use the extreme of each one. Use heat, use hot water, use uh, chemical wise. Now, um, I know that the word chemical has bad connotations, but technically, you know, even Castile soap is a chemical. It's from a chemical reaction um, it, uh, called sodium cocoate is a, a coconut oil soap, sodium um, olivate as olive oil soap. Um, 
So that soap is a, uh, is a chemical in that context. And then uh, a mechanical cleaning would be like scrubbing it. So take soap, take hot water and take a scrubber and you're going to get something clean. Whereas if you just use a chemical, let's say bleach, uh, yes, it will kill everything almost, um, but it's really, really powerful. Mm. So when you think about cleaning something icky, like your toilet, mm -hmm. uh, think about those three things. Now, uh, the best way I think to clean a toilet is to empty it first. And you do that by turning it off at the wall. Um, every mom knows how to get that toilet off fast. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't think it's just me. Um, anyhow, so turn, turn the, turn the, the water off at the toilet and, uh, at the wall, and then you flush the toilet, toilet empties. And now you've got an empty bowl. It's easier to clean it. Um, then you, you spray it down thoroughly with, uh, something like Dr. Bronner's Castile or Dr. Bronner's Salsets. Um, both of them are excellent cleaners. And then you have time on your side. The longer cleaner is in contact with the surface, the more time it has to clean it, which is why, you know, you wash your hands for 20 seconds, uh, that sort of thing. So spray the toilet down thoroughly, uh, maybe scrub it to make sure the whole surface is covered. Let it sit for 10 minutes, you know, maybe go do all your toilets, um, or, or work on the rest of the bathroom, uh, and then come back. And then another aid from the mechanical side of things is baking soda. Mm. Uh, it's not a chemical cleaner. It's a mechanical cleaner in that it's a scouring agent. Uh, it's a soft scouring agent. So I always sprinkle my toilet brush liberally with baking soda and scrub the inside of the toilet. So, um, and then take, um, to get that thermal component, take a jug of hot water to rinse out the, um, or, you know, go ahead and your, warm your kettle up and rinse out the toilet. And you've got all three of those cleaning methods there. Now that sounded really long because I was explaining it all, but honestly, it, it doesn't take mm. that long and that much thought to, to do all of this. Uh, sort of thing. You can use the same method with your uh, with your sinks. Mm -hmm. I mean, not with the toilet and brush. Bath. Use your air brush your bath. Absolutely. Um, I have a uh, a recipe I posted on my blog. I didn't write it. It's from um, the excellent book Clean House, uh, Clean Planet by Karen Logan. She makes this soft scrub that is just better than anything you could buy, conventional or otherwise. Uh, using the reaction between vinegar and baking soda, the reaction, not the chemistry. Um, in order to foam up Castile soap. And it, um, the soap is able to hold this foam and then you've got this wonderful wow. um, soft scrub that is just beautiful at ring around the tub, uh, soap scum in your sink and that sort of thing. Uh -huh. uh, and, then, and then hot water to, to rinse it all down to give it that, that, that final punch. I feel Genius. like baking soda and vinegar has just been the staple saviors in households for for forever <laughs> for such a long time right it's so so often these old tips are really the best I, I i keep going back not in all things but in so many things there's a lot of wisdom yeah really and it also just sounds like you need to be patient and just put that little bit more amount of mindfulness and effort into it and not just be about the quick fix and whatever's easiest where i know with you know when you're a mother as we were talking about before the recording, we've always got a thousand balls in the air at once where the, the ultimate multitaskers, but things like this, where your family's health and livelihood is at stake, you just have to understand the concept and the, the alternative ingredients and then approach it with just a smidgen more time. And then it's just as effective without any major repercussions. Absolutely. I mean, if you step back and take kind of a longer view of it, even from a time perspective, uh, if you're using products regularly that will make you sick, 
How much time does it take to be sick? How much time does it take to figure out why you're sick? All the appointments, all then the remedies, the therapy and, and the wondering, did I get it? Is it going to come back? I mean, think about it from that perspective and the time to switch over to greener cleaners seems very worth. What we put on our skin and in our air affects our health, as does what we dress ourselves in. Clothes can affect our energy and moods and even support bigger causes like equality in the workspace. And these are some of the reasons why we are so excited to announce that this episode's sponsor is Doen. If you're like me and love to wear clothes that make you feel feminine and stylish, yet cozy and functional, look no further than Doen. I love the nostalgic Cali vibe that these clothes give, and I'm also obsessed with their knitwear pieces like the Norfolk sweater. Oh my gosh, I live in my creamy, chunky woven sweater, the Cardiff cardigan to be precise, and believe that, Jenna, you may have tried to steal it a few times. I want that sweater so bad. And also being mother-sister owners, Doen just gets how the everyday mama and woman wants to feel special when they put their clothes on. And the quality of these pieces are incredible. They also have these special silk items for more fancy occasions. They're just ticking all the boxes here. And have you seen their kids' range? I'm obsessed. I literally want to dress me and my daughter in matching Doen everything. And you can too, because now exclusively for our listeners, Doen is offering 15% off your order with the code LOVING. Simply visit shopdoen.com, use the code LOVING, L-O-V-I-N-G, at checkout and redeem your 15% discount. And now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like a a health insurance, right? You're investing into your health, which is the ultimate. Lisa, you were just about to take us through your approach of greening out all of your child soaps and creams and everything else for the kids to protect them as much as possible, yet keep them still clean (laughs) and nourished on the body. Yes, absolutely. Well, the thing... to think about with our kids is fortunately, once you're learning what works for them, you can translate the information to uh, for your own health and well-being as well. Um, and that's wonderful that you don't have to go out and do a, a whole new set of research. So when you're thinking about your children and their safety, uh, once again, remember that you are the one making the decisions for your kids. You cannot trust that a manufacturer is doing that thinking for you that their priorities are your priorities. That's not the case. Their priorities are different. Uh, So it is up to you as the consumer to make the decision and you as the mother to make the decision for your children. So with our children, always with personal care, uh, with anything, that we need to realize that what goes on our body can go in our body. Our skin is not uh, a solid surface. it's, It's permeable. Not everything can pass through, but many things can. That's why there are many topical medications that uh, patches and stuff that people use because of the fact that our skin does uh, absorb things. So anything you put on your skin can go in your body and anything obviously on your children as well. Their bodies, so much going on in them, so much developing. You never know exactly what's developing in their, in their minds and their bodies at any given point. You don't want to be putting chemicals on their bodies that will end up in their bodies that might get in the way, that the body has to stop and say, wait a second, I've got this foreign thing to deal with. Uh, I need to you know, stop working on um, this vital organ and, and, and figure out how to get rid of this toxin that mm-hmm. has now been introduced. Um, so, so it's very important that you think about the cleanliness of your soaps and your lotions and that sort of mm, thing. Brilliant. 
take a step back. Yeah, a kid doesn't need all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think we put lotions sometimes on our kids more for our enjoyment and, and such. Um, the skin is a beautiful thing. Uh, the, with, with our children, they need, they need things to be simple. You know, with a baby, you shouldn't actually be using even soap on their, on their faces, on their delicate skin. And bathing too often strips the body of its natural oils. And the body's amazing at producing its own nourishment. If it has a healthy diet, uh, has a, a, you know, a stress, low stress environment, stress-free environment, you know, good amount of sleep, the body is amazing at taking care of itself. Um, and so don't overdo this, you know, don't, don't give your newborn a bath every day or, or even, uh, you know, even your child, I would, I want them to be clean and not stinky. Yes. Um, but they don't necessarily need a bath every single day. Um, you can have calm down activities that are, that are different because, um, uh, it, it does add something else for the skin to do when you, uh, when you bathe it too often. So, um, Take a step back, simplify a bit. You want to look for a, a cleaner that cleans, a, a soap that cleans, that doesn't have petrochemicals, that doesn't have artificial fragrance in it. That is where you're going to find hormone disruptors, um, sensitizers. That's an ingredient that makes you sensitive to something you weren't previously sensitive to, uh, allergens. Uh, as well. And then the scariest of all is carcinogens. And you're thinking, what? How could there possibly be carcinogens? Uh, there are carcinogens in uh, in all personal, not in all, but in every category of personal care products, including baby care oh products. Oh my gosh. And where you usually find them is in uh, certain ingredients. That they're not carcinogenic on their own, but either in the way they're produced or as they sit on a shelf, they produce a carcinogen. So some common examples of that is uh, a category of surfactants called ethoxylated ingredients. I know that's a big word. You can look for that eth, that E-T-H little um, syllable in there. So uh, commonly, this is sodium laureth sulfate. You'll see uh, myrith, oleith. Uh, you'll see ethylene, uh, um, polyethylene glycol. Uh, these are uh, ingredients that go through a stage that produces a byproduct called 1,4-dioxane. This is a carcinogen. It's known as a carcinogen. You'll never see it on an ingredient list because it's not added. <gasps> it's because oh it's gosh. produced in the bottle. Wow. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, back in 2008, and this was you know right around my own awakening uh, to this to the problems in the industry, there was a researcher who decided to see if this was present. And he just went into a, a regular drugstore, bought a whole bunch of baby care products and tested them. And 87% of them tested positive for 1,4-dioxane. Oh my gosh, how devastating. No. Yes. So a lot of products have been reformulated uh, to take out the ethoxylated ingredients, uh, but there still is no oversight. This could still happen again. Another category of ingredients that produces a carcinogen is what are called quats or quaternary compounds, um, common in shampoos, common uh, in in body washes. And as they sit on a shelf, they produce formaldehyde. And formaldehyde is, again, a known human carcinogen. And so, no, it's not added. It's not going to be on an ingredient list. It is um, a byproduct that's produced in the bottle. So can I just ask the only way? Sorry, sorry, Lisa, continue that thought. Well, the only way to avoid these things like 1,4-dioxane and 
uh, and formaldehyde is to avoid the ingredients that produce them, the, the ethoxylated and the quaternary compounds. Right. So my question was, is it safe as a mother to, um, to trust an organic uh, product? So if, if, you know, I know there are loopholes in, in wording, and, you know, if people can say, oh, it's natural, but then what does natural mean? And it's a natural additive, but it's still a chemical. You know, it just has a natural flavor or whatever. So if as a mother, if I was to go to the supermarket and I just bought organic produces for like soaps and shampoos for my child, would that then protect me from all of these ingredients you're talking about? Maybe. Got it. Which is not the answer you want. <laughs> Got it. So I still have okay, to look so, at, the, at the label. <laughs> you do. You do. The issue is that the the realm of organic in personal care is not as closely overseen as it is in food. In fact, until recently, there was no organic standards that applied to personal care. There was only the food standard. When Dr. Bronner's decided to go organic with its major ingredients, it used the USDA's standards for food. So technically, we were we were certified for food. I'm not saying to eat the soap, but the coconut oil, the olive oil going into the soap was food grade certified organic. Um, very expensive to do, but it was the only standard that actually meant anything. If you don't have, um, if you don't have the uh, certification on your, on your product that has that USDA seal, um, then there's no backing to the word. And, and it's not monitored. It's not, it, there's, there's not a labeling monitor that will check that out. Really? Uh, there's now. So people can right. still claim to be organic, but not have kind of put it through the right process. Unless it has a certification, no. Wow. Uh, it, it doesn't mean anything. So there is now developing, there is now what's called the, the NOP, the National Organic Program. And it is uh, designed for personal care. Um, and it's, I would say it's still a work in progress. My brother David's been really uh, involved in setting these standards of what what can be in them. Um, so they're up and coming. There's not they're not as familiar, but that's another certification uh, that does mean something for personal care products. However, what you will see is if uh, let's say there is a brand name that has the word organic in the brand, not in the product, uh, I would call that misleading because let's say the brand X Y Z organic and they make lotion. Um, they could say, well, we never said the lotion was organic, but clearly the co- consumer is, is, they're hoping the consumer is going to see the word organic in their, in their brand name and assume that the product itself is organic. I, I think that's the That truth. is. Um, Which yeah. I think a lot of people would do on both ends. A lot of people would just take that chance and make a clever marketing choice on those words and other people, I mean, I know sometimes I just, in, in such a rush, I just grab whatever looks whatever organic, says organic. Yeah. seriously. And, and yes. do the thorough research of looking at all of the ingredients and really double checking things. And I know there's a rule of thumb where we say, if you can't um, pronounce the ingredient on the back of the label, <laughs> don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one rule I try to stick to. But a lot of the time I just trust that if it says organic, then all the elements of it are organic, but it's not the case, yeah. which is really great. Well, the seal, yeah. If the seal is there, that's that's a good sign that uh, you know it has gone through an audit. Some third party has come in to inspect, uh, and and it there is more meaning there. Wow, brilliant! This lens of yours, where you're double checking the facts and you're really doing the research yourself to make sure 
your children aren't being exposed to harmful elements. Obviously, we've been speaking about cleaning products and um, products for your children. Has that, um, have you moved that lens onto food as well? Absolutely. It, they all overlap so much that it's it's a bit of a, you know, a, a rabbit hole. You jump down and, and then it just keeps going and going and going. Um, so I, I probably started with, with my house care story. I already related. Uh, but then as you're learning there and then you pick up your shampoo and you're like, oh, wait a second, I'm seeing a lot of the same problematic ingredients that I was avoiding in my house care. Uh, so let me, you know, work through my personal care. And then you end up looking at your food and especially processed food and you're looking at those ingredients and you would think that, you know, you would understand food ingredients, but oh no, uh, you start seeing red flags there as well. So it, it all overlaps, but eventually you get it all straightened out and uh, there's, there's lots of great resources out there and you feel really powerful and in charge and that's great Well, too. your blog being the number one resource <laughs> for, the, for this green approach to kids, household, food, I can imagine all of that. So Thank you so much for sharing this type of information and making it so accessible through your blog. It's absolutely brilliant. I hope to make it I hope to make it easier for busy people because there is so much information, misinformation out there that who has the time to sort through it all. So at my I'm always trying to think about the busy mom, the busy professional who just wants to know uh but doesn't have a whole lot of time and to to get the information in a condensed and and uh, single spot so they can just sit down and find out what they need And to know. it comes across like that. It's super user-friendly and poignant, as you said. So well done. You're totally nailing it. I love thank it. You. Oh, um, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. And I just want to say, I love what you said before, where it's, it's important as mothers to know, you know, the human body is so sensitive and so perfect as is. Less is more in a way where the less we we put on our children, especially at such a young age, is probably better. So my personal approach to that is I use Dr. Bronner's soap to wash my son at nighttime in the bath. And every now and then, maybe twice, usually once a week to, depending how much he's been sweating and rolling in the dirt, I'll wash his hair with the Dr. Bronner's soap as well. So and obviously wash his hands, but not overwash them. It depends what he's been doing once again, but washing his hands. And that's about all I do. I don't put any lotions. I don't use anything else religiously. So I agree with less is more. Yes, I think so. I think we can really overdo it and confuse the kids too. I mean, everything that we're doing, we're teaching our children, you know, we're teaching them by what we do more than what we say. So we're teaching them how to care for themselves as well. And if they think, oh, goodness, so, you know, my mom puts 20 different things on me, then, um, you know, what are they learning there? So keep it simple. Uh, stick to the basics with kids, especially, but the same applies to us as well, honestly. Mm, I totally agree. Um, and I just also want to say that the only product that I use on my kids is Dr. Bronner's soap. When I wash them in the, in the bath, that's the only thing that I wash them with and I don't put any creams or anything on. So, Yep, we're full on Team Bronner here. That's <laughs> true. Super multi-use. Super. So there, there is one thing though that uh, we didn't have it when I when my kids were babies, but I know I would have gone through a, a good bit of it. Um, and that for when their skin is is roughened by something, uh, whether it's chapped uh, because they're drooling or they're just having too, a lot of fun outside, or those adorable little creases that babies get in their little chubby <laughs> spots. 
Um, I mean, the creases aren't adorable. But, <laughs> they are. Uh, the I love that. But you know, my, my kids would get like these angry red lines in their in their necks and at their wrists. Um, so Dr. Bronner's makes a magic balm that is uh, super awesome for the skin. It's it's beeswax, hemp oil, uh, jojoba oil, avocado oil, uh, coconut oil, and just six ingredients. Uh, and no essential oils. And it's the most soothing thing for the skin. And so I would um, use it uh, for any sort of chapter roughened skin. It also makes a great uh, pregnancy balm for the belly when it's stretching and it itches. I don't know about you, mine itch like crazy. Uh, and it's great for that Amazing. as well. Amazing. Oh, yeah, I think I actually have, have that. that yeah. Too. Um, I also, when you were talking, I, I was envisioning my Bronner's, um bottle. And I just love how the innovative direction um, your family has gone with utilizing the the packaging and how um, all the information and the poems and the copy that's put printed on the label is so inspiring and so such a um, beautiful enrollment for the user of that product. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that approach? Absolutely. Well, uh, you make it sound so thought through. Uh, I would say it was almost a little bit um, uh, helter skelter. So my grandfather's uh, personal story is that he's he uh, is um, born a German Jew in southern Germany in 1908, and he left Germany in the late 20s, really more because of personal reasons. Um, but then his family, who was left behind, of course, very much impacted by uh, World War II, by the Holocaust. His parents both perished in concentration camps. And, uh, you know, he's living through this time, the nuclear age, um, seeing uh, the, the world just seeming to fall apart. And out of that, instead of becoming cynical or bitter, or filled with hatred, uh, out of that, he developed this just burning passion for uniting what he called Spaceship Earth um, as brothers and sisters, for people to realize that we are brothers and sisters, regardless of our background, of our ethnic identity, regardless of our uh, even religious beliefs, that we are brothers and sisters on Spaceship Earth. Um, and so he would write his philosophies and he would speak about them in uh, Pershing Square in L.A. is where he kind of eventually found himself a bit of a, a good place to hear different ideas. Uh, but he found that people would um, not necessarily stay to hear him talk. He also had this soap making legacy behind him. His family had been soap makers for several generations in Germany. And he was making the soap in his apartment, just small batches. And he would give it away to people who would come to hear him speak. Well, he eventually found out that, or noticed that people would come and snag some soap and not stay to hear him speak. And so that's when he wrote it all on the label, put it on the label so that when people took the soap, they take the thoughts and, you know, everyone gets stuck in the bathroom, nothing to read, and they would read his word. Um, so I have to say I, it worked. It was a pretty brilliant Genius. That. What a, he was, sounds like an amazing guy. And I just, it was, yeah, he yeah. does sound incredible. And I just have to have a proud moment. My brother-in-law um, is the founder of Kiss the Ground, or co-founder of Kiss the Ground, which is a regenerative Excellent. agriculture movement. And I was yes. in the bath reading my Dr. Bronner's soap, as you do, and noticed that there was a shout out for regenerative agriculture. Yes. And uh, what is the ground specifically? Yeah, kiss the ground specifically. Yes. What a brilliant 
way, as you said, to get, you know, get to people when they're relaxed, when they're very open. (laughs) It's, um, right. So you're supporting a lot of incredible causes is what I'm trying to say. We've used our label for, for various causes through the years, just as my grandfather did. And, And he had some other very specific causes. He was, um, very passionate against fluoridation, fluoridating the water supply, uh, and other things like that. He, um, he, uh, also, um, spoke out against nuclearization and that sort of thing. We've taken that model and done that with our own label. We understand that it might cost us some on the business side of things, but we are okay with that. Um, and so we've used our, our bottle to educate people about, uh, genetically modified food. We've used it to educate people about, um, fair, uh, fair pay and raising the minimum wage. And as you have seen, we're now using it for our Heal the Earth campaign in support of the new regenerative organic certification, which is just the next exciting thing in uh, in the certification realm and, and making sure your products are just the best out there. Oh so gosh. that's great. Kiss the Ground is definitely a close ally Oh my gosh. Well, so incredible that you're using your business as a, you know, a conscious business model to really mm-hmm do as much good in the world as possible. I love Mm -hmm. the activist element of um, Dr. Bronner's, but also just how you are naturally, you know, everyday activism in your household with the products you use and how you mother and the food you feed and all of it's brilliant. So well done, Lisa. You're really carving a, a hopeful future for us all. So thank you so much for representing that. I completely agree. Oh, I'm I'm glad to, and I think so much of so many people are doing doing what they can where they are. And us as mothers, sometimes we feel like, goodness, I can't do very much. I'm stuck in the home. But no, one, we're doing so much in the home. First of all, we've got these little people that we're influencing, and and it, and it goes out from there. Uh, we need to be working on a daily basis in our everyday lives as well as on a more global scale. I totally agree. And as we all know, the best thing in the world, be the change. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. Beautiful. So is there anything else you'd like to share on this topic before we wrap up for today? The mantra I always have for people is read the labels. I don't just mean the Dr. Bronner's one, which will take you a while. Although, please read that. I mean, read the labels, read the labels on your food, read the labels on your personal care and read the labels on your cleaning products. Uh, education, information is, is, is power mm, here. I second that. Um, and can you tell us our audience about any projects you're up to or the best way to get hold of you or how they can get involved with the incredible path you're carving, as I mentioned before? Yes, I love hearing from people. Um, my own blog, which is lisabronner.com, Going Green with a Bronner Mom, has a very active comment stream. I love to engage with people there as well as an email. Uh, you can get to me uh, straight through that on the contact page there. And then with Dr. Bronner's, I can't even begin to summarize all that we're doing. If you go onto the Dr. Bronner's Facebook page, you will see the many uh, events and activities we're at. Sometimes it's just fun. We have this magic foam experience that we take out to parades and festivals and mud runs and all sorts of things like that. That's just fun. But we also do a lot of activism uh, with uh, environmental cleanups um, and education, and then a lot of social help working especially with children, with organizations like Boys to Men, and we're having events there. So we would love to bring you on board. We want to be an example 
and inspire people uh, because we can't do it all. We, we want other people to come alongside us and work in whatever realm they're in uh, to change mm. the world. Amazing. That sounds actually like a lot of fun. The foam. Oh my thing. gosh. I want to jump in all, that. All of us, so many good things to get involved in. And wow, you guys have set it all up. You just have to be a yes person and jump on in to the party. <laughs> Amazing. Definitely. Yes. yes. Amazing. We want to be I an think example. you definitely are. Um, all right. Well, I have an invitation for our listeners, and that is to switch out your toxic cleaning and baby formulas today and replace them with healthy and natural alternative cleaners, such as Dr. Bronner's, which can, you can use for everything. You can use for your body, as Amber said, for your laundry, for your household cleaning. So just, I guess our challenge is find one toxic product, at least, if not all of them, and switch it out for something that's not toxic. And start reading the labels, like Lisa said. Just start reading the labels. Yes, and do one thing at a time. Don't go throw everything out because you'll get overwhelmed. So I started with my house cleaning spray. Pick one thing, maybe your shampoo, uh, you know, maybe your your toothpaste, one thing and switch and then pick something yep, else. And I totally agree with that. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for all of your information and sharing your stories with us today. We really appreciate it. And I know I personally am super inspired just to continue to be the change and read all the labels and make sure that I'm protecting my household and also the earth. And um, yeah, well done. Thank you so much for shedding your your wisdom on us. I'm happy to do it. Thank you so much. Thank for you, Lisa. Um, so for our listeners, if you want to leave us a review or subscribe on iTunes, that really helps us out um, with just getting our message out there. And let us know if you have any green tips that work for you that we didn't cover in this show, because we definitely need to collect those so that we have all the green tips possible. Um, so DM us or stay in touch. Go to uh, www.themotherlovingfuture.com for show notes and lots of great links, including that discount link for for Sigmatic. Amazing, everyone. So thank you so much for being with us today. And we really look forward to having you with us next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.